Diablo Bang. Gabble 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 gabble. Blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> gabble gabble. Hans, did you have a good night? Court. There we go. Please rise. Here we are back again for another. This was a good episode. I liked it. Was it a Thanksgiving episode? Yeah. Yeah. Would you? Yes, because that Thanksgiving dinner spoiler at the end was pretty goddamn weak. A lot of cookies. That's. Oh, I think it's just that's like office Thanksgiving snack. They had like, like a prom. loose like punch. They were prom Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, they had like a loose punch. Yeah, prom Thanksgiving, right? But it looked like a loose watery punch and like some um, dumplings or something. That New York, very like New York. Oh yeah, is that, is that a tradition? Because I know the Christmas time, the Chinese restaurant is Thanksgiving like Thai food or Mongolian. Yeah. Uh, we, no, I we, think it's you. Just they had they were having snacks and having like a. A co-worker Thanksgiving on, like, the Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving, before they go to their families. Don't defend their poor planning. They don't have families. Yeah, they Matt do, because does. Matt's, Matt's going upstate. Has- Harry's family's all dead. Oh, yeah, that's except right. For pretenders. Or- they all killed themselves upon his birth, upon his arrival. Bull, Bull was born in a, a cocoon of some sort. <laughs> oh, they need to bring that movie back, Cocoon. Not back. They need to make... Uh, Ber- <laughs> Cocoon goes Bermuda. Bermuda. <laughs> it's like Jurassic World. It's Cocoon Resorts. Yeah, Cocoon Resorts. Um, uh, what was I? Where was I? Oh yeah, as far as Thanksgiving goes, I one time you and I, Case, we did a like a old country buffet, or was it like a Chinese food buffet? Remember when we lived in Minneapolis with our friend Tyler? We did Thanksgiving oh, yeah, buffet. We did, we did the Indian buffet and Indian. then went and watched Saw. <laughs> Indian buffet and Saw. That's right. Which started my long love affair with seeing. I that was the only Saw movie I saw in company. The rest I went alone, like a like a guy that does, belonged in the gallows of night court. <laughs> yes, exactly. gum chewing bum. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah, uh, I suppose we should get into it. Yeah, I have the setup for us. Uh, uh, the title is Harry and the Madam, when an exclusive house of prostitution, and what a madam she was, by the way. She was, yes. And this is season two, episode eight. Oh, thank you. Yeah, season two, ep eight, when an exclusive house of prostitution gets busted, Judge Harry Stone must decide whether to admit the madams, played by Stella Stevens, I hope you guys looked that up, I did not, Private Diary, and uh, do I see head shaking? <laughs> oh boy, because uh, she see no, she got she sure got a hoot and holler. So and I thought it was like Lonnie Anderson or something, but it wasn't. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, they uh, must decide whether to admit, as in bring into evidence, the madam's private diary as evidence. Oh, it says it. Damn it! In the case against her, <laughs> the madam, Harry the and madam. the madam, lady and the tramp. Harry's the lady. She ain't oh, no yes, tramp, yes. though, baby. Straighten up, spit out that gum, Goyles. The sequiniest sequin dress. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we start a knot in the chow line for once. We start in the hallway. Someone's got a song in their heart, and 
and looking yes, like Elliot Ness if ever I seen one. That's I that's I'm so happy that you wrote that because the minute he walked out, I was like, he's wearing the exact same outfit he made fun of last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Busting that guy's chops. The exact same. He just doesn't look like a mortician. That's the only difference. Nope. So uh, funny. He's alive and well, and he's singing. I don't think he's singing Mel Torme. He's singing something, some scumbum song that, because Harry's an old soul, if you will. Yeah. Or you must have been a beautiful baby. Oh, it goes gets into it. You must have been a beautiful. Walks into his chambers. Chambers. Well, I would think. What? I was thinking that he was doing a like Sinatra thing because the jacket, the hat, like a singing yeah. in the rain. Yeah. Type. Yeah. He's being. He's being Harry's. He's up early. Had a couple toots on the toilet tank. Yeah, he was. He was he got a couple got a couple frames in at the old Bolorama. Yeah, exactly right. He he got a new croquet mallet. He's excited. <laughs> so he walks in. Must have been a beautiful foul. And there is a full-grown turkey in his chamber in a cage, the chicken wire, the whole thing. In a little pen, which this is what I like. Like we have discussed on episodes that we didn't like. The splitting hairs of split hairs of split hairs. Right. This, I liked this episode so much. This is one of those things that I genuinely, very seriously, I don't give a shit why there's Mac would bring a turkey to the 18th floor of his job. Mac has a poultry fetish. To store there for days. Like, I do not care about the, like, logistics of how stupid this decision was. I loved it. Yeah. And that's exactly, exactly what you said, Hans, with the poultry fetish. Like, the minute I saw it, my eyes lit up. I'm so tired this morning. I did not want to do this. I was just like, oh, I can't believe we have to do this. I should, we should have rescheduled. And I was just like, this is amazing because it's Mac. It's so much. It's so good. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. I'm such a simp. Like I'm conditioned, like sitcom conditioned. As soon as he walked in, I saw that turkey. I went, ooh, Thanksgiving episode. Oh, yeah. don't you love a good holiday so good. episode? I love, 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 love them. There's the classics and then. I'll even watch like a contemporary new show if I'm clicking through and I'll see like Sheldon the Nerd has like a Christmas turtleneck on. I'll be like, oh, at least Christmas episode. I'll give it a shot. I want to see who does, who believes in Santa at the end of this one. <laughs> right. You can't. Santa likes Santa. comics? Just <laughs> <laughs> the new Marvel movie, Marvel parody movie coming out, holiday movie. Santa likes comics. <laughs> Hey, dude, super cool, like Superman, Super Santa. He writes his own comic oh, books and gives them out just like just like just an like Indy an... Williamsburg guy. Ups <laughs> about himself, though. Oh, God. Is that Santa in that VFW basement shilling some arty comic? <laughs> just send a self-addressed envelope, self-stamped, self-addressed stamped envelope, and I'll send you a Super Santa sticker. I would also like you to know, I just looked it up to confirm it. This is an extra special Thanksgiving episode. This aired on Thanksgiving Day in 1984. Ooh, before or after the Cowboys played the Lions? No idea. But this aired on Thursday, November 22nd, 1984, which was Thanksgiving Day. Wow. Ooh, that is an extra special. 
I didn't know that's that. why you get Stella Stevens. Because I was going to ask the question. I was like, you know what? While they're talking, I'll just Google it. Because I was going to ask. Nowadays, they tend to do, you know, after football and stuff, they tend to do specials yeah. and the actual sitcoms or dramas, the mm-hmm. holiday things are the week before if it falls on a Thursday, yeah. if the show's on a Thursday. Yeah. Or the week of, if it's a two, a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday show, you know, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. It's very, very rare that you have a Thanksgiving episode on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving in primetime yeah. television. Not in the but 80s. Not in 1984. 1984, this was Thanksgiving Day. This is what people were doing. I, but there was a cheers. There was a Thanksgiving cheers on before this. It's like they're done with their slops. Give them their slops. Regular <laughs> scheduled programming. I love I love it makes like it makes me even more happy because they probably had this like in oh. rotation like the madam thing uh-huh. and because ha- the the storyline for the actual case has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. No, not a bit. It doesn't have to do with like it's a season for giving or we have to be thankful for this like nothing. Oh, yeah. So, no. you know, that someone from the network was like, it's got to be a Thanksgiving episode. They're like, fuck it. Let's put a turkey with Mac in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you think Mac. they shot that separately? Like just. I guess oh, they, like they had the episode in the can and then they I got don't think so. From the I think in the 80s, things were filmed much closer right. to the air date than yeah. they are now, like how we think about it, uh-huh. because there wasn't as much editing. I mean, they did. They still do it like week of, don't they? Yeah. Like and it's still in front of a live studio audience. Like that would have been that would have cost a lot to do kind of essentially. Two oh, episodes yeah, to yeah. You're right. You're together. right. I forgot about that. You're right, though. I didn't. I didn't notice before you said it. They. They were. It was certainly a mashup. Like there's. You didn't have the yeah. like the the hooker. And I think we're just going to use that term for this episode. Sex oh yeah, worker, definitely. They, I, I. 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 I'm sad. My. It's. It's sad. My wife hates me and all the things I do because she sat down for like <laughs> three minutes of this episode and had so much insight and was so fun. Like she just sat down. And she went, ah. Come on, the show is nothing but hookers. And I was like, yeah, all right. But then she also she sent me like two links because she was like, got to be right, and she was finally right about. I guess I can just get into it real quick so I don't break us up mid. But like, she was like, that is not fucking Marilyn Monroe in that office that we like, right. right with the dress. I think maybe you even brought it up, Ash, or you're like, that doesn't look like her. It's not. It's, it's funny a- you brought it up because I saw it today and I went, I don't think that's Marilyn Monroe. I think they finally got it like front and center in the frame and she looked it up. She found a website. I should give credit to whoever this is, but she found a site and sent it to me and it's the weird things in Harry's office. And that's actually an old Vanity Fair cover of Jean Harlow laying on a bearskin rug. Oh, so old Harry Anderson. Or- yeah, like I feel like we've discussed this because we were, I, I don't know who it was and I, I honestly don't think it was me, but I think someone was like, what is that Marilyn Monroe? Did we go into depth of it and I'm just like black that out? No, I mean, I, I just, you know, I remember saying when we first were discussing how strange Harry's office is, right. like He's got in the picture of Marilyn Monroe, and like we never went into it because I think maybe we're like that's oh. really interesting. Gene Harlow, huh? Old Gene, Gene Harlow. Harlow. And then I, I'll, I'll go through it. I'll, I'll weed through it one, and I'll, I'll, I'll two. I'll credit the uh, the Night Court nerd that uh, is also in our camp. I'll have to credit them, and I'll find out what else is going on in old Hair Bear's office. But 
Good point. I didn't realize that they mashed this because you would have thought, oh, that's where I was going. Like with the the sex worker, the madam, uh, you know, if if they maybe put a little more effort, they would have had her be like, now everybody come to our place on the Upper West Side. Yeah. It's time for turkeys and maybe you'll even get your own bird trimmed or something. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Or just, you know, just in terms of. You know, the the night court kind of thing of going like, tis the season for this, like getting a yeah. little bit in depth, getting a little bit emotional. And they did go fairly, we'll get to it when we go uh-huh. into the plot, but they, we got fairly, it, it, you know, Freudian almost into the life of a madam I would have in New York City. So I was really assuming that it would go, Harry would have some weird, you know, non-judicial thanksgiving epiphany that he needed to discuss ad nauseum yeah because that's what you know like think of santa you know and and everything like that like i really do think that this was set out before they realized it they're like you have to do a thanksgiving episode they're like oh we'll put a turkey and some crackers in it give bull a guy which was funny i really liked both i liked the court story and i liked the turkey story but i do think it's hilarious of like you know what just get Mac and a turkey in there. We'll be good. And that Mac, was, bull, and a turkey. Yeah, that's perfect. And that was my note about Mac. I just – is just Mac the wolf. Like he has very <laughs> – like he kills it this episode with those like – he's like the cartoon wolf from like the Droopy cartoons. Oh, like he's very he's, sly. Oh, he's licking languorous. his lips. Yeah, you're right. And it, it this, this, this episode does afford an opportunity for a – uh, 70s slash 80s black guy stereotype line. You get it right away as Max like explaining to Harry. He's licking his chops oh, about how right, yeah. they fatten up a turkey every year, and you know he's so excited. And-, and then he walks out, and you're like gobble gobble, and he goes, "Shut up, turkey." <laughs> Who was the last time we did that? It was the guy selling tickets, right? Oh, it's, it's ticket scalping guy. Yeah, shut up, turkey. <laughs> he, he did go full black Gestapo with the shut up turkey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, he put a little. He put a little jive on. He it. was seasoned for that line. You know what else he seasoned? The line when he was like, "I'm gonna fatten him, max him, and eat him." And then Harry, like, just because it's cute Mac mm-hmm. banter, I'm gonna bring yeah. it up. Harry goes like, "What do you do for Christmas?" He's like, "You don't want to know." And I was like, "I can't wait for this yes. year's Christmas episode." Nobody wants to know. Yeah, I'm. The I'm Mac sure it has family. to do with a goose. They eat a yeah, cow, like, a live cow, just with their teeth. It's because we have the first episode where he's got a chicken, and then there was something yeah. last episode, right, where he was, yeah, like Looney Tune Wolf in it with some other type of bird, right? <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a giant tomcat in a man suit. Right, exa- yeah, exactly. He's Jerry, or Tom, I forget, <laughs> well, I guess it's Tom, right? Uh Let's see. So we leave the office and we go right into uh, we ro- right into your boy Dan Fielding in the courtroom. Oh, yeah, love it. With a so Dan, not not so much of the Lothario with no. the, this woman. Snob. There's a which total snob. Sex which is snob. So, it's so funny, and I don't know if it. You know, obviously, you have a different impression of something that you see based uh-huh. on your mood. But to to set the story, Dan is with a woman who's dressed total 80s tacky. You Looks know, like his type, in my opinion. But, That's what but, I thought. Uh, wait, let me get there. 
So total 80s, you know, big hair, bedazzled, like, you know, that gaudy kind of look. And he's with her. And I'm thinking, I don't know about you guys, like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Because this girl is one of, in my opinion, one of the prettiest side characters, whether it be a hooker, whether it be a dancer, a model, whatever. She's a really, really pretty girl. And her makeup's done well. And all of this, and I'm just like, it's it's happening. We're going straight into Dan Fielding. Dan is disgusted by this woman. I was like, all of the craggly women that he has hit on for this woman, no. Yeah, you would have thought she was made out of fucking poison and farts. This woman, this poor woman was miscast because this actress is so pretty that if they tried to haggard her up, they did not do it well. She looked so beautiful. Yeah. Very tacky. Didn't she, like, she had a line where she, like, finished her makeup and, like, adjusted her... Yeah, so she has like a super low. She has her little her her powder case out with you know or her little mirror, and she's she's kind of doing herself up for court Mm -hmm. and uh, adjusting and reapplying her makeup, and you can tell that Dan's like not having it, not into it. And backstory: what we find out is that this is a scourged former employee of a brothel. Mm-hmm. In Manhattan. And so she called the cops on a brothel, which will bring us to the case. So she is actually not for the defense. She is with the plaintiff because she is the one that brought yeah. the the suit or the, you know, the cops against this madam. She's, um, she's the witness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Witness. So so she's working with Dan and the prosecution, not vice versa. He's not having it. She's doing her makeup. Nervous for court. And she looks at Dan and said, it isn't too much powder, is it? No, darling. You look wonderful. Yeah. Just so you know. right there. You're beautiful the way you are. Dan, and it's a perfect line. He delivers it well. He goes, not if you're skiing. That sour puss on his face. For that, she says. Oh, the sour puss. She says, uh, what does she say? She says, I got immunity. Because she's got that cutesy Brooklyn like accent. Cutesy I got immunity, ain't I? And he goes, against many things, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, a, it's a class like, thing, this episode. You either go yeah, sex hungry or. Because uh, we, I mean, we get classist. into it later. It continues. Like, his. He's still there, but it's like, it's like he got hypnotized. And like he can't see, it's like you, when you see beautiful women, you'll see a disgusting chud. Like he has like a Jack Black oh, movie. God, he's shallow, yeah, Dan. But, but literally, and we love her. We love her. So I'm not saying it necessarily. Like I'm not trying to be derogatory, but it's going to come out derogatory. But Ooh. Dan hits on Carla B. Yeah, and Carla B. is a lower priced hooker. And Carla B is clearly, it's not, this is, it. it's going to sound, you know, shitty. Carla B either is a decade older than this woman that we're talking about, or she looks a fucking decade older than the woman that we're talking about. So if Dan doesn't have any scruples with Carla B, he needs to really leave this little girl alone because she's gorgeous. Fucking Dan. Unbelievable. So then we, then we also see, we pan over and that's when Harry comes in. Uh, we see the rest of the court. The gallows are populated by a lot of lovely ladies in fur. 
Oh yeah, Looking bevy good, of beauties. Just a it's like the beauty pageant episode. I really didn't know they were hookers yet. Neither did our honorable judge Harry Stone cuz his response was what is this a sorority party going wrong? <laughs> Oh, yeah, and he's serious about it, though, right? I thought he was just doing a hairy joke. I thought so, too, okay. but he's like, not even close, am I? And Max's like, no, sir. Oh, sorry. Well. <laughs> <laughs> is Charles Robinson doing the podcast with us? <laughs> no. But I was like, it, like he he really seemed like... Uh, uh, like he was like actually like serious about it, but so I mean, we said like we saw them, they're lovely ladies, but I was like, these are high class hookers. Was my thought. They look great, but I you know I mean, but think of hookers. literally think of the eighties. There are hookers that we see in night court and have seen in night court, and then there are madams. Like this was this is a house, and what was it? Was it seventy second? Yeah, where the house was. Yeah, like up Upper 70s, West yeah. Side, I recall. Yeah, this is Upper West Side, and also as we get into the story, we'll find out that one of the main issues with this case is that there are a lot of important people involved. So these important people that could be outed for going to this brothel are not going to go down to Houston Street for the likes of Carla B. No tombs for these people. So these girls are are a pedigree. Yes. High-class babes. High-class babes. I would go to say the nicest hookers that class-wise that we've seen. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. These are escorts. And yes. That's the term. It's like uh, that escort in... Uh, What's that great escort? One of the best escort scenes. Not that there's a ton, but there's a scene in that movie Fargo where Steve Buscemi's character has an oh, escort. Yeah. And he takes her to like a casino show and they're sitting there. He's <laughs> yeah. like, Jose Feliciano, you could do worse. It's so good. It's such a good line. It's so perfectly Minneapolis because it's that was what was popping in Minneapolis that night. Jose Feliciano oh, man. doing a one man show. So good. Uh, so then we, yeah, then we kind of already covered it that the case is the, uh, cute hooker got an undercover cop to go to the cat house, spend a lot of time there, I believe was one of the jokes is like, he took his time and then, uh, so they bring the case too. And then we finally meet the madam in question. We hear a little bit about her before we see her and we find out that she is a socialite. She gives to charities. She's big in the art scene. Right. And this is before she has Even, appeared uh, in yeah. court. So her, it's Irene Danbury. Yep. And then Harry goes, oh, I know her. And there's like, tee hee that pause. So on and so forth. And so she is, she's been in the news. Reason I'm cutting it is because cut to Bull and Selma. Oh, right. Yeah. Our little oh, Greek yeah. chorus. In, in uh in night court, Bull goes. I saw him on Merv. Oh yeah, and then and so with which is the Merv Griffin, Griffin show. show yeah. If anybody you know doesn't know, and then Selma goes. Yeah, I think it was his episode on the salute to mattresses. Zing, zing. Selma, Selma. has it's zing, but Selma has some weirdies. This one weirdies. Oh, oh yeah. We get into the rest one. I was like, yeah. I don't get the joke. We'll we'll get there. But yeah, so 
I really do love the, I think that's going to become a thematic mm-hmm. thing this season. And unfortunately, if it continues post this season, mm-hmm. it won't continue with Selma Diamond, which is sad. But I do like that they've started doing those asides with those two. Yeah. Which is the, the short bit. Because yeah, the one two. Yeah, like it, I really, really like it. Like it's a good, like air of brevity. Like mm-hmm. it's a good way to get your like rim shot, yeah. one liner joke in there. Because let we, it be them because they're so lovable. Yeah. Oh, and then speaking of jokes, we as we were talking about, they're talking about all of the positives of Miss Danbury, and Billy's like, <laughs> yeah. she's a patron to the arts, and Dan's like. She is the arts, the owls, the gyms, the Teds. <laughs> Just list men's names. I was like, oh, that's great. That's yeah. I I was like, oh, crazy silly, fielding, silly joke. Then we finally do meet Danbury. She walks in, correct? We got to credits first. Oh. Um. Basically, Harry says we can't proceed without oh. her. This is the weirdie. Yeah, we cut to credits after yeah. Selma. Yeah, Selma with her. Uh, oh, with the hooker, Selma's yeah. looking like uh, Selma's looking genuinely tired, which fits her joke here. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, she just he goes, "All right, Selma," and he uh, Judge Harry t- waves Selma over to take care of the girls, and he goes, "She goes, all right, girls, let's hustle." And then one of the sassy ones goes, "If you're up to it," she goes, "Honey, I've been up to it for years. I've been up to it and beyond it." She goes, what's beyond it? Rest, honey. Decades and decades of rest. I what? do not get that joke. Because when Selma first said it, like, I've been there and beyond, I was yeah. like, oh, this is going to be juicy. Yeah. And then I was like, I was not expecting a Netflix and chill moment. Right? Is she, uh, that's what I was like. She's either a, a hellcat in the sack or a wet blanket. You don't know. Yeah, I was like, I guess my thought is like right the same time she was hanging out with guys, drinking old wine and canoes in the bay. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I guess she was just getting around. So she just relates to losing the word, just being a being a a live lady hitting the town. She broke a lot of Broncos. I feel like that's what it is. She's like, you run, you run as hard as I do. You're going to need a lot of rest. So yeah, then we, we, we're left on that, that little chestnut think about it selma having sex in a canoe speaking of nuts then we come on back to a few little a nut with some corn nuts (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're in chambers and it's bull and bull's playing with the turkey which i could have called a mile away because bull is like uh lem uh what's his name rennie Rennie. kenny from love mice and men lenny 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 remy uh, <laughs> Remy, um, that's French mice, mice, and, <laughs> French mice and men. Les uh, mice and men. So a common thing that that we've discussed and talked about, especially this season, is the the two sides of bull. Mm-hmm. And I think this was a good combo because I think that I yeah. I don't think that bull's interaction with the turkey is because he's. You know, they're, they're writing him as stupid or slow or anything like that. We already know it's been established in every aspect of Bull that he's kind of a bleeding heart. Yes. Right. Which, so I think they really preyed on that, like the naivete of that. 
Yeah. Which I liked because I don't, I think that you can get a goofy side of bull that it's like you just want to pat him on the head without going stupid, yeah. without going ignorant. Like, this is just a guy that really likes animals. Like, I would do the same thing. Hans, when we went to your wedding, you have those little piggies. And I was like, oh, don't burn it all, piggies. You know, that doesn't mean I'm not an intellectual, too. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, 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 so, yeah. So I like this bit. I like it a lot. Yeah, too, and yeah. I think this is the perfect combination if you want to make Bull a little goofy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know, if you want to play yeah. that that kind of oafish character, you can do it without playing. Oh, he's you know a dumbbell. Yeah, and it fits in his Frankenstein persona. Yeah, Frankenstein is kind. He's a kind creature. Speaking of Bull's character, one more side note here. Thanks to uh, thanks to Meg, which is like, of course. So Bull, and it it fits. Every episode, it comes into play every episode because every joke was written in the episode. Bull showed up to his audition. Uh, Richard Mole showed up to his audition for Bull with a shaved head. Only, only, only his standard play was always a head of hair. He only showed up for that part, which didn't have in like the notes, bald bailiff or whatever, because he was shooting a horror movie that asked him to shave his head. So he showed up, did the audition, left, and they're like, what's with the head? And he's like, oh, because I'm shooting this movie. They're like, we like it. Will you keep it? And he said, Jesus. honey, I'll shave my legs for this part. So then he ended Damn, up keeping the shaved head, and they wrote it into every single episode as a joke. That's so funny. That's insane. You go. Like that became his icon. It was just like a happy accident. That's so ridiculous. I bet he cursed every day. He actually didn't show up with a a wig on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we so bull as we were saying is is playing with the turkey and it's you know he's trying to feed it corn nuts. Ooh, nacho cheese. You know. Yeah, he had a corn nut snacks. lately. I not lately, but I I think I've corn nutted out. I think I've hit my for life. Up. I think yeah. it just oh, takes yeah. one bag of corn nuts to be corn nutted out for life. There, That's, yeah. that texture is a bit tough. What's a corn nut? It's like a. It's just a roasted like corn kernel. Oh. It's hard it's like, it's as fucking. Wood. I honestly, here's the thing. Like that's why I was kind of defending bull a little bit. I thought it was like feed that he had. It is basically. It I is thought feed. it was animal feed for humans no but i didn't know that it was like catered to humans like i didn't i had never heard of that yeah it's but r- that makes so much more sense now because i was like oh we're going a little a little oafish it's, it's like something corn? it's like something the ingles wilders like came up yeah. with because they had nothing to do on the prairie and they were like for a treat we roast hard corn and they're sitting crunching their teeth away on this corn yeah and then it stuck around because of nostalgia and then they coated it in dill ranch flavors to appease the public eat that now with your teeth it is it's it's the hardest snack and the one thing it gives you the most heinous breath with (laughs) just one nut you take it and your (laughs) mouth just like you can feel the stink like your mouth smells like a stadium bathroom (laughs) it's gross it's the weirdest yeah it's it's a potent it's yeah it's a great point it's such a deep corn it's not yeah it's feed it's feed go into any stall and you'll smell the smell of corn nut breath 
And you can tell. I feel like last time I had a corn nut, it was like I showed up for work. And for whatever reason. The, Two days later. The, yeah, the bartender had corn nuts. And I walked in and went, whoa, eating corn nuts, bud? And it's like, you bet. And you could smell it at the door. Yeah, I don't trust a man that chooses a bag of corn nuts at the 7-Eleven. You have a very sensitive olfactory sense, too, though. Like, you, you can smell a honey bun from a mile away and gag. Oh, yuck. Disgusting. Honey buns, huh? Because he used to work in the factory, oh, so they make, it makes him physically ill now. at Met's Bakery. So right. the smell of cinnamon, like a... Oh, yeah. Like a gas station cinnamon roll. Mm. Weak in the knees. I be- Yeah, absolutely, absolutely... But I, I, yeah, I have that smell of, uh, like oil, like deep fry oil because I worked on a line and it's not the, uh, it's not the, like the actual oil. Like I can cook with olive oil and oils like in a pan. It's the smell of like old oil because that would get on, it would get on your clothes and work in like a kitchen. And if you didn't wash your clothes immediately or it didn't matter, like it finally seeped in. So you always had this stale, dank oily smell it's the smell of cold oil oh yeah exactly something about it being like smells can't be cold but that's the only way to describe it because that's how the smell was in my like on my skin like i'd come home and everyone's like "Ooh, you smell so good you must love working there and i was like (laughs) i want to die i gonna be jeffrey dahmer if i keep working (laughs) right exactly that's the way jeffrey dahmer smelled easter chocolate (laughs) <laughs> and it actually makes perfect sense that we're talking about it because you worked the night shift. I did work the overnight shift, which I was firmly in the headspace of a night weirdo, that's for sure. Okay. I Yeah, and I'm sorry, I, I kind of derailed us, but Bull is playing with the, the turkey, turkey. And we find out. And Mac comes yep. in, and then Bull's just like, you know, does he have a name? What's its name? Every animal needs a name. Ooh, and then the fangs come out again. Someone else uh- has got to take it. Protein. Oh, yeah. Mac names and protein. It's like, that's a funny name for a turkey. (laughs) And then, yeah, Bull puts it together. You're not going to eat it, are you? Yeah, Bull gets upset and puts it together. And he says, you're not going to kill it, are you? And Mac goes, no, it's my sister's turn. Oh, I want to meet Mac's sister. I want like Lady I want a spinoff on that family because it reminds me of like now we're going into like Dwight Schrute the farm territory. Yeah. It's like his family are Vikings. Like, yeah, they should have made another Black Viking. Should have been another. Because until this Viking. point, I've wait, always thought. Wait, 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 wait. Are we glossing over a new idea for a show? Was that what you were saying? Black. Oh, like Black Gestapo, Black Vikings. Yes, yeah. that yeah. works. That's a good sequel. All right, I got gotcha. you. I was thinking, like, now on NBC, Black Vikings. I was like, oh, that's a bit spicy. It keeps getting more in-depth because I've always assumed that Mac, because of the war or whatever, is kind of his own Rambo character. Yeah, definitely Rambo. Honey, war didn't do that to him. He was born that way. way. That whole family's that way. He's from a family of killers. I love it. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I totally, that's how I pictured Mac, too, like, just this John Rambo, quiet veteran who lives alone, like no real connections, but through work. But no, nah, dude, he's got a whole, whole like long ship full of his family. All right, pillaging cities. Uh, yes. Uh, it's a it's an audio podcast, and I can cut this. 
But I look across the way and I see something interesting, something if I had run into one of the madam's rooms, I'd say, can I get the lady next door? Because Ash has two uh, 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 fuses, looks like fuses from the movie Goodfellas, and they light that restaurant on fire, shoved up her nose. You have a cold there, Ash, or what's going on? No, I just really, in your third trimester, you get really stuffy. Oh, okay. And so I've been sniffing and snarfing, and I feel really bad because it is an audio podcast, so I I call them snotties. I just shove some toilet paper up my nostril, so I I won't continue to sniff. For image purposes, anyone who's ever uh, watched Beavis and Butthead, (laughs) it's reminiscent of when they stick the tampons up their nose. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's actually what it looks like. Okay, sidebar off. Sorry to I just had to just had to see what's and and for all you listeners out there, appreciate the dedication that old snot rag over here <laughs> is doing for you. Come on, See, you're relegated to gallows this episode. You're- it's just like uh, it's just like I now have to make a conscious effort to have a pen without a clicker. Because I've listened back to the episode and I go click, 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 like as I sit and like write and talk. That's so funny. Is it time to cue the uh, Craven Mambo? Oh, Uh, no, it's not because Selma has another one. Oh, I see. I miss all the Selma ones. Hans, do you have it? Uh, Let me see. Well, first of all, do we have Irene Danbury coming in yet? Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Yes. So, uh, uh, Bull's in there with the turkey. And Selma, somehow Selma comes to the door and they're like, uh, what's Bull doing with that turkey? And she says, I don't care as long as they're consenting adults. Selma's had sex with animals. Yeah, I literally. <laughs> she is an my, animal. Hence, hence all my the eyes lit up. I was like, ew, juicy. She don't give a shit. That She's was a lot juicier than the rest line that I wasn't yeah. in. So I was, you know, it was a flip. Yeah, because it was like Bill Bull. What's Mac going to do with that turkey? As long as you're consenting adults. Oh, what's Mac? I don't think the animal is consenting. (laughs) Right. It's neither consent. It can't give consent and it's not an adult. And then that's what we get. And then we're cue the mambo. Oh, back in the court. And Craven. Did I give enough time for mambo? Cue it again. Uh, uh, old Craven's a little in the in the dumps. A dump is in yeah. the dumps. There's he there- went, uh, sorry, I was just gonna say I love him in this episode, and solely based on his choice or the director's choice, he's slinking around like a muppet. Like he is always coming up big from behind time. something and just like creeping over with a little like creepy crawly fingers i think that was like that was a conscious choice because he's done that a couple times before and i think they were like that's just pure with his persona that's just pure gold like let's just have him it's like when you and i have recorded stuff like one of the first videos we ever shot we had like a funky character and it just made him all the more funny when he slowly (laughs) slinked up over stuff like and in the weird like places he's not allowed to be like he was behind the newsstand it like makes him more rat-like. Yes, because it's like he's always behind something. So there has to be a point where 
Craven's like army crawling from like newsstand to desk to behind something. So he went like it was funny because he's just like a muppet. He was a very muppety this episode. Yeah, it's old sad muppet because there's no crime in the city. It's been three weeks and somebody even jumped off a building, guys. What's happening in New York? No, it was thrown off a building. Thrown off a building. It was even worse. I remember our buddy Justy casually. He used to live in Bushwick back when Bushwick was a little more rough. And he's like, "Sorry, I'm late, guys. Somebody threw a hooker off my building this morning." I was like, "What?" Oh, that's right, because he was like, yeah, I couldn't get out of my apartment. So casual. And then we went, like, a week later, we were at his house, and he's like, there it is, see? And it was all, like, cordoned off. Uh. Yeah, this is New York in the 80s. This is... Yeah. This is not that long after the deuce. Yeah, that's true. It's rough. It's hard out there. Uh, So, yeah, Craven is just sniffing around for a story. And he can't can't get anything out of Judge Harry because Judge Harry, go away, Craven. I hate you, yeah. Craven. You're scum. Yeah, I love that. Like everybody's real to the point with Craven more so than ever. And then I just love that Harry then goes, you know what? Bull alert! And then because Craven is so scared of Bull, yeah, and I yeah. think they do it so well. And so Bull's kind of just leaning over him. So Craven looks like this little Even person. Smaller, yeah. And then you've got huge bull, and he was like, "I, I got to I gotta go. I, I, I'm double parked in a handicap zone." And bull says, "I could arrange it so you could park there legally." Great, fabulous Craven. line, great yeah. line, good singer. Happened quick, got the point done. Craven gets out of there. Yeah, fabulous, perfect balance. Night for court at its best. Silly bull, you yeah. gotta have the tough bull. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like. I yeah. That's Craven. Always. I there have yet to be. Um, Craven always ups the ante on an episode. He he. Craven always adds one gavel bang, no matter what. Just because it's great, and and they use him so well in this episode. It's like we were talking about earlier with the asides. He just comes in one, two, three, quick gags out. Like see you later. Yeah. Well, Terry Kaiser, like, I think, you know, one of the things, like, obviously we know him from Bernie, but when we were back in the day, when we first met him and we're doing the research and backstory on him, the one thing that we learned that was surprising is that he's really, like, a passionate artist. Like, he, you know, he's a teacher, mm-hmm. He he's very thoughtful, and I think that to be that annoying character as weird as it sounds, to sell it and make it not over the top, but still be hammy and muppety, as you said, Casey. Like, you do have to be a thoughtful performer. That would be hard for, I mean, because I, like, obviously, like, I just get it visually. Like, he's a great actor. He can play a scumbag. He can play a weasel. He can play a rat. He can play a dead guy. He can play dead. Can play a dead body. Can play a dead body. But if I walk into, like, an NYU acting class and my teacher's, Terry Kaiser, and he's like, and now we'll be discussing Hamlet and uh, uh, Horatio, and it's like, uh, dance for me, Bernie. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I not, but know. it's like, I'm not going to walk into uh, Drama 101 and my teacher's Ernest P. Whirl and be like, <laughs> well, I'm just going to have to put that to this side in my, of my mind. It's like, it's a no, bit I t- No, I totally agree. I also want to know, like, if for any reason his real laugh is his skeevy laugh, because Bernie yeah. has that the Craven laugh. Yeah. Bernie and Craven share the same laugh when Bernie is still alive in the beginning. 
of Weekend at Bernie's, it's still very prevalent and it's absolutely terrifying, that creepo laugh. If I heard that, I'd be like, I'm out. I can't. I'm so sorry. I can't take this class. Fail me. I gotta go. It's very, uh, yeah, his laugh should be like, it's like so creepy and crazy. It should like almost appear as to be bad acting, like bad laugh acting, but it doesn't. It fits perfect. Because he's so good. But yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Speaking of so good, is this our cue for the Danbury? Woo woo, hubba hubba. Irene Danbury takes the court by storm. Oh, yes. Nearly to a gasp. Yes. And who's the most smitten? Well, first, oh, there's a great gag. As she walks in, she does the classic, like, uh, almost like, like 20s madam thing where she's like, Yeah. Louise, stand up straight. Martha, gum. And Martha spits out her, doesn't know where to spit out her gum. And a creepy receded hairline bum sneaks up behind her, almost like a craven, and reaches his hand out and grabs a gum and then scutters away like a weasel. And we'll see him, we'll see him again. And then she comes in and who, 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 who is in love with Miss Danbury in the creepiest of ways? Because she looks like a mom, also. Number one fan. I roll. I, my note, my next note, we'll get back to the actual interaction, but it's, why is Billy doing this to me? In all caps. Mm -hmm. Literally, that's my line. So she goes up to Billy and basically compliments Billy, which Ellen Foley is, is an attractive woman. Mm -hmm. So compliments Billy, like, you know, you know, like you could basically work for me. You're so attractive. Yeah. Billy looks like a fucking kindergartner that just got told she's the star pupil in class and gets a, a warm fuzzy. Gets an attaboy. Like, oh my gosh. She just melts. And then they walk to address Judge Stone. So they walk mm-hmm. to the pulpit. And Billy, did you guys notice how she walks? I just she thought she struts. had a good outfit on. Teal, purple. No. Kind of like the Joker. Yeah. She had no. It was a good outfit, but Turtleneck. she she, she walked like full. this is an audio podcast. She's but I wish you guys. Vampy she strutted like yeah, there you but go. so awkwardly, like it's like the waddle that I have when I'm pregnant. But she thought it looked good, like insight into Billy's character. Yeah. So Billy, Billy is starstruck. Yeah. And will yeah. continue to be starstruck so much so that the madam starts doing her fucking job for her. Oh yeah. And she walks up and Harry wants to have a little conversation with uh, Irene privately. And here we get a little bit of terse, dismissive Harry because he just goes, Billy, go get your files. (laughs) She's just like, okay. We're not there yet because we're still in court. And so they walk up and um, Danbury's just like, you know, I don't understand why this is all because you found the hostesses at my social club. Oh, trying to charm Harry's pants off. So she's essentially, you know, and she kind of goes into it. I don't know the specific lines of Mm -hmm. like telling like these are gentlemen that just come to talk and so on and so forth. And, you know, enjoy the company. They're men from out of town of of my hostesses. And Harry goes. And I thought that would be the zinger, but she gets him back. He was just like, sounds like the USO, kind of like, yeah. you know, oh, get yeah. over it, lady. This bit. She she delivers and she goes, we have better donuts. What? I laughed out loud. I had an audible. Does that mean? Do donuts mean buttholes? You, you know, 
<laughs> yes. No. Yes. That's, that's USO code for butthole. It's See, totally. USOs don't have donuts. Donuts. Yeah, like the VA and the the like. I think he was basically saying like the VA like sounds like mm. the USO, not necessarily USO like travel type thing. But, but isn't like the USO for- only travel? That's a, is a USO a place or an event? I always thought it was an event. Yeah, I think the you you not. I think it's like an event that goes to officers and gets them horny, and then leaves them yeah. horny in the field. I That's guess, which is the, like, awful. The the see, I took it as he said USO. You yeah. you both are absolutely correct. I took it as he said USO, and I'm taking it as because it was the '80s. What yeah. we should interpret it as today is like a. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. So almost like, you know, there's just a place where these guys can just hang out and kind of talk and it's only for veterans and mm-hmm. things like that, because that's essentially what she was describing in the brothel is just a place for gentlemen to go and to talk with these happens to be with these hostesses. But that's that's what I was assuming that that's how he interpreted it. And that's what the joke meant, which at places like that. Think of it like, yeah. you know, the folding chairs, the coffee, like, yeah, yeah. you know, any type, like an AA meeting. like Got a cream-filled maple bars. I would hope, I would rather she's referring to buttholes. I would not eat a brothel. <laughs> yeah, well, a brothel, I mean, we're getting into a, a, it. Because a brothel donut? <laughs> regardless, no, regardless, she, I took it as less of buttholes and more of like, our sweets are better. Like, we offer like, sure. you know, a sweeter selection of treats, which obviously... You're more tasteful than Hans. Is, is sexual. <laughs> I didn't think like Cornholio, <laughs> Beavis and Butt. Speaking of Cornholio, you look <laughs> yeah. like Cornholio. That's why I did it. Call back. <laughs> uh, Alright, I'll get off that. Because I just say that because there's another sexual, if that's a sexual innuendo, that comes later on, to which (laughs) both and Meg and I, but this time Meg sat in, she did the same thing, it was coming straight out of Danbury's mouth again, and old Harry had a reaction, we were both just like, what the, that's not even a, it it was taken and it had a big laugh track, like, it was a common sexual innuendo, I will get to it, we'll get to it. They fucking laugh at Harry all the time when it's nothing. He's paying the bills, man. You gotta laugh. Laugh at dad or he's gonna he's gonna yell at you. Oh Send yeah, you exactly. He's gonna go sulk <laughs> in the goddamn garage. So then alright, so we're putting things into evidence, and then all of a sudden old Danny, Danny Fieldy, starts reading something randy horny for from Lorny. this book. And yeah, horny for Lorny. And then old uh Harry, Judge Harry's like uh, what does he say? He he says like that's a pretty good showing, Mister Fielding. And best work or then we like discover yeah, that's your best work yet. Yeah, and then we discover discover that uh, old Fielding not only has the financial records and evidence, but he has Miss Danbury's personal a uh, diary, the unabridged, unadulterated diary Full of, of Miss Danbury. Never in my life have I guess I'm I'm uh, what's the word desensitized due to internet porn and stuff, but never have I seen so many people hot under the collar from reading a few Randy pages. <laughs> right, like these guys well, have never then, seen a penthouse. Uh, what was like forum? The heart before of before we get there. Oh, and say I'm so sorry. I was going to say it's like we're in the heart of Danielle Steele time right yeah like that's exactly what it sounded like it's like as he placed his hand on my thigh like 
it it was it was totally within that Quinn romance of course absolutely the the current today's 50 shades of gray yes yes yeah yeah totally absolutely shades of dan so danbury obviously is floored by this and Mm. this changes the name of the game for her so because she's working with such a fucking incompetent a dis- fucking defense attorney she objects she yeah. she turns to billy and she goes you need to object yeah and she goes billy then you know yes mother objection harry doing his job mm-hmm. on what grounds billy turns to danbury and says on what grounds and she said that's personal billy says that's personal and i'm just like are, are you a lawyer Going after yeah. Billy. I'm she's going after Billy. She's never gonna let up. I'm hair splitting hairs <laughs> when it comes to up. I'm hair. I'm splitting. Billy's hairs mind's hairs wandering. Splitting. She's thinking about you know putting her donut in the ring, if you will. Going out in the dirt. <laughs> so it's also like it just goes like it. It plays into the Billy's a little bit starstruck, but also if it's an annoying character. It just makes it so much more annoying. I never thought about it until right now. We're getting insight into Dan. Like, that's how pimps work. Like, it worked immediately oh. on Billy. It was like, you got to give him a compliment, be nice to him, and then you you turn him out and you get him to help you. Billy was just one step away from ripping that. Maybe that's where Billy goes off. at the end of the season. Pimps up, Billy's down. Hello, Marky. Billy's got a new job. Can you believe so anyway, how highly yeah, respected? Sorry, sorry for, there was that documentary, no. "Pimps Up, Hose Down," which oh, was yeah. very highly distributed and somewhat like revered as like I don't know, like by pimps, sure, yeah, but like course. by the public as like, look at how wacky, funny this is. There's nothing more disgusting in my mind than a pimp. But it's that funny, it's hosted by Ice T. Who has been on network television for 20 years as like a, and a reality show star and this and that as like a personality. It's like, but like, he's like proud of being a greasy LA pimp. Yeah. Well, he says he was a pimp. I, cause I remember a lot, cause there are numerous hose up or pimps up, hose down. Well, isn't Coco his wife a porn star? I think she was a former porn, porn star. Yeah, but that's yeah. And they not met. Like... They met while he was still pimping, though. Like she, like I feel like mm-hmm. she. They got each other out of that the, the game. game. Oh, she was so her buns were so bevied. Got him out. Is that gone? That pimp. That was like the pimp craze of the nineties. There was a pimp craze of the nineties. I <laughs> hope was so. There? Yeah, and like <laughs> just because that was on, and like the pimp. Outfit the like, that like, the like, outfit's gone. The new everything. That's the new pimp no, is kidding. very very gross. I'm gonna call them techno pimps or Pornhub <laughs> Pornhub pimps because I saw it on that documentary that like a documentary about like young girls wanting to be porn stars because it's so accessible, uh-huh. and they just end up leaving their family. They go to like a dumpy like it's like a new house but there's like no furniture in it and they just live with literally this guy who was like last year i was a fry cook this year i'm making bank and he's just a mediary sending girls to like different castings like he's like she's got big boobs i'll send her to busty babes she uh doesn't have a boob job yet so i'll send her to 
like preteen cuties. And then the new thing is like, the new thing is awful. The new thing is like stepdads and sisters. I I ca- I cannot abide. It's That's too the much. Of the month now, stepdads, stepsisters. Yeah, it's too much. Just but step anyways, everything stepmoms. Yes, that's the new thing. Is like these guys like get these women to leave their house. They convince them they're oh. going to make all this money. They let them stay at this ratty house. Let them drink booze and and smoke weed, and then use them up for like a year, and then they leave. And the thing about these women are like these girls. They're like eighteen, and it was like cool. They made like eight grand. But they're on. They're doing this shit. Right. They're on. They, they're on there forever. It's not like she's gonna invest that eight grand into going to college. Right. Exactly. Like, I need to eight, make eight more grand, so I'm gonna do exactly what I did before. You gotta see this documentary. I, I wish I could think of the name of it. I think Tina Fey might be behind it or Leah Remini, but uh, this guy is such a. He looks like the fry cook from The Simpsons. Like, all right, girls, I'm gonna get you a new gig. And then he does God. something scummy. He's like, all you gotta do is lick my sack. It's like, oh, God. All right, a tangent. But it's not because we're in the sex world today. Talking about pimps, the pimp craze of the 90s. Pimp craze of the 90s. Pre-pimp craze. So anyway, so <laughs> Judge Harry Stone realizes, okay, we have this diary. We have to figure out if it's admissible or not. Because it, mm-hmm. it may just be a diary like right. that has no bearing on this case. So he's like, this is what we have to do. We have to look at the evidence. Very judicial of him, by the way. Oh, yeah, very much This so. is very smart. What he does later, not judicial. We'll go into that regardless. He's like, we have to make copies of this so both attorneys and myself can be versed mm-hmm. in whatever content is included here. And then after we finish, we'll reconvene this trial. And yeah. I'll and I'll rule on whether this is admissible or not. Yep. Because again, Billy has objected. Um Dan, great line, gives the diary to Harry to copy and says, read it with someone you love. So Minaj. good. He has got a mind boner going. He can't Harry, yeah, Carla mind, B. Mind, in the diary. Mind boner in effect for Dan. Um, so then we, it's a cut to commercial. We come back and Harry is reading his copy in Chambers. Oh, yeah. And Dan, and so Harry has a joke he's reading and he's like, oh, shows it to the turkey and was like, would you do that? But then good old Fielding, you get a, a ratty little knock and then. Just fucking killed it. Decent, sir? <laughs> God, this diary. Just get, what could be do. in it? And we see from Harry's face that this is like, he's he's very much reacting to the content. So yeah. we don't know if it's admissible or not or important or not, but we do know it's saucy. Oh, oh and yeah. He, he and Dan are talking about it and it's athletes, politicians, captains of industry. And then Dan has a great line. I will never look at chandeliers the same way again. What? I was like, that's, I think it's amazing because that's exactly what you do. You're like, what Somebody could have possibly happened at a brothel with a chandelier? Like, it's just yeah. so, such a random yet decadent, ornate object that, oh, I loved it. Yeah, that, that, I know, I didn't look at the same way. Again, my dirty mind was like, I guess it's one of those chandeliers where you can take the crystal off it and shove it. it. Yeah. In your donut. Just a bunch of dildos suspended from the ceiling. Oh my God, a dildo chandelier. chandelier. 
We need to get it. You guys need a uh, a dildo mobile. <laughs> Jesus Sorry. fucking Christ. I guess this is what happens when you join a podcast with your husband and his best friend. You get a dildo mobile for a birth. Buttholes? And then you buttholes? get your child taken away. <laughs> it's uh, art. <laughs> so, yeah, we find out that the diary itself... It's just names, names. It's a who's who of famous, powerful men visiting this brothel. And we Harry is faced with the conundrum of Dan is very much so for outing all of these people and dragging their name through the mud. And Harry is still trying to be judicious with. Like, is it important? Yeah. Should they release it to release it? No. Dan would like like to name names and. Climb his way up the pecking order. It's yeah, also he clear, wants- though, that Harry Harry's torn because of how much damage this will do if mm. it is, you know, a- admitted into open court and therefore a public record. But it's very clear that there is no question that it is pertinent to the case in the mm. fact that it completely admits to the illegal happenings in that house right like we've found out harry is uh he's very kind to the the ways of the street as long as it's not hurting anybody and i guess there's a question as to whether prostitution hurts people but uh in this state he's just like i don't give a shit if people gamble on the street or see hookers or right so it's it's legally Mm -hmm. i think now it's definitely decided that it is technically admissible to this court. The question is whether it will do more harm you know because of the weight that it carries just for this smaller case. In the scheme of things, is it worth it? It's not a question of whether it is Mm -hmm. relevant. It's definitely relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and then Dan Barry and Billy come in. Oh, and then we get some great fielding always. Hold on. I have a, we have a joke. I have like, it. The Dan joke? No. Nope. The bird the joke? The Dan Barry joke. Question mark. What was it? It's like a donut. Dan Barry. That's the one I was talking about. She goes in, she walks in, sees the turkey, and she goes, nice bird. And then Harry pauses, then looks over his shoulder and goes, oh, oh, thank you. It's like, what does that mean? It's just like donut. Yeah, bird I have means so many dick. questions. He's like, nice bird. And he like gets like, yeah, really hot under the collar. Like, oh, oh, you oh, mean right. the turkey. You mean the turkey. I'm like, what the fuck else would she have meant? That's what like, I did what? some research on it. And that's originally what flipping the bird meant is you pulled out your wiener and shook it at somebody. Like and then somebody just knows. decided to make a gesture of that with their hand. And they called it Bullshit. flipping the bird. No. It's like you're. No, but that was believable. And like, honestly, you're you're fucking full of shit. But I will say, I am so impressed with that improv because you nailed you nailed it. It was really good. Uh, Yeah. So Dan Barry and Billy come in. Fielding is leaving. He just, you know, turns to Harry and is like, "The ending is predictable." But as he passes Dan Barry, he just leans over and goes, "Awesome." (laughs) Yeah. it's like he is just horn dog on the brain. So he loves reading the life of a yes. sex worker, uh, sex worker, but uh, put him within not having uh, it. two feet of a of a of a of a regular. 
and he well, won't and maybe, have it. Maybe it's because the you know the the plaintiffs, you know, a d- star witness. Maybe it's because she's a scorned worker. She's a rejected worker. She was fired. That you think that's why he's? I have uh, no fucking clue. That 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 makes no sense. He doesn't uh, like a woman that quits her job. Was a hooker. Yeah. But, yeah, the awesome is amazing. Yeah, I would thought it was just hilarious. So like, now it's, yeah, he leaves. It's Harry, Dan, Barry, and Billy yep. now in Chambers. And quite and quickly, the- he's just like, Billy, leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Again, dismissively. Here. Yeah, so so essentially, Dan, Barry's just like, I, I would like to speak with you alone for a few minutes. And he's just like, no, okay, Billy, get out. Although Billy does have a Literally, mistrial yeah so fucking unethical it's not even funny but in billy's defense she does try so harry's like billy leave not billy leaves shuts the door oh i'm not attacking billy and they start talking and then billy comes back has this look like oh i shouldn't have done that and then creaks the door open and then leaves again no that's yeah no, no no billy did absolutely fine for a judge like this is oh, one yeah. of those things that it's not going to go away, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time. But again, this Harry Karma and these Harry moments with the ladies. Harry Karmic Jr.? They're just, <laughs> ha- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just like, I, it, it boggles my mind. Boggles yeah, my mind. I didn't think we were going to get into like... Harry is the last heartthrob on the planet Earth territory again, but we do. And I was like, really? Is there no woman in New York that doesn't want to fuck Harry Stone? Right. But she's also got him wrapped around her finger because she's like, can we just talk alone? He says, I'm afraid not. She says, well, if you're afraid. And he goes, this is a lot of Looney Tunesies. Max old Wolfie and uh, 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 Harry's like that guy with like the hazy like bubble things over his head where he's just totally immersed in, in love. He's like a Pepe Le Pew. Yes. Craven's popping up and down like yeah. a cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're into the part. So Billy leaves leaves the door open because she knows that it's impropriety to be in there with a hot madam and the judge of the case. Right. Uh, so, but then anyway, Harry shuts the door again and we get, and my note is just Danbury's plea. And she makes the case that what she does, as we were talking about earlier, Harry doesn't mind street crime as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Right. And Danbury's definitely laying into, like, what she does is not a crime. It doesn't hurt anybody. In fact, it helps people. Most people don't even come for the donuts. They just come for a cry, come for some advice. And the we dildo can, chandelier. Exactly. And you know what? We Since we don't have to hit it twice, she gets back into it later on where she makes the same plea, but it made me so like angry because like Harry was eating it up because she was like, you know, most people, they don't even come. Yeah. They don't even come for what you think. They come and they talk about their wives and their kids and their problems. I was like, that's not acceptable. Like, that doesn't make it okay because they still, like, have sex after or during. It doesn't matter because it's just because they bitch about their family. 
I'm totally glad that you said that. So she tells the story like, have you read the story about the architect? And basically this man's wife has died, but he still has needs. But he still, you know, basically she's saying without directly asking, like, don't tarnish the name of this famous architect because he's lonely because he's a widow too early in yeah. life. I My note is literally, is this a PSA for brothels? That's what I thought, too. Yeah. I was like, this is so like... The kind to to and, the industry, one who like it's grosser for her to say needs like he wants to fuck a woman that's not his wife. Yeah, don't betray, don't, don't betray his needs trust in is me. Like, I, I massaged his. Hold needs. on, I have like I had one because I it. She says, "Don't betray his trust in me," and I was like. Pfft. Or is thrust in you. Yeah, thrust in me. That's what I wrote down. (laughs) And she said, they said it's full of politicians too. And I, I, I don't care if people go see again. It's like, doesn't hurt anybody. And the, the sex workers fine with it, whatever. But when it's politicians who tout the illegality of it and then go see prostitutes, fucking out them. The more she Oh yeah, I feel I feel that that's totally different. Tried to defend herself, the more I was like throw her in jail. I've right? never No, I've I have never in night court been more against prostitution than I was when she was making yeah. this argument cuz I was like you're fucking out of your mind. Like they were really hitting it hard too and it was really changing Harry's opinion. Like I feel like it was targeted at that. Was I was this- like this is a really weird was direction. this episode written by a pimp? Because it yeah. sounds like... And by the way, I think... I don't know what's Baby worse. A guy <laughs> going to sleep with a prostitute or a guy that not only sleeps with the prostitute but tells them intimate stories about his wife and kids. That's... Yeah. That makes that, it a wee bit worse. Her saying that, I'm like, that's... No. Now I'm, I'm not with you. And I totally agree with the fucking politician thing. Then make it legal. You have the power to make it legal. Right. Like, They're all that the hypocr- the yeah, the hypocrisy of that bullshit. Out of like, every one of them. I love I mean, I love and I hate, but it's just so obvious. How many times does this have to happen where it's the most conservative Republican politician has to make apologies for smoking crack in a motel room with two young boys? Yeah. It's like happens over and over again. Uh so Anyway, so we do find out, but no matter what, it's pertinent. They make it admissible. He makes the announcement to which Billy is upset because yeah. or, or prior to this, they go into one more thing. And she's like, there's also forced. Remember the story about the four star general and this and that. And Harry gets an idea. Comes back to court. Farmers? He's making it admissible. Oh, we we got to no, we, we, we passed not there one, yet. one little cherry. We passed a great Selma gag. Oh, sorry. It's into the Hit cartoony it. thing. It's when Danbury's leaving and she comes in and like <sighs> knocks that pack of smokes and pops that one out and leans into Danbury and goes, cigarette. Danbury says, no, thanks. Just, Just checking. checking. She is so sex then, hungry. She <laughs> is. So then bef- before we get to that, we quickly go into court and Harry says, I'm going to allow, this is admissible, I'm going to allow this diary into evidence, but we're not going to continue this case right now. We're taking a one-hour dinner break, and then it will be made 
public public yeah. after that time. So he's still they haven't had the bomber conversation yet. Okay, they yeah, you know cafeteria. what? Cafeteria. So so Harry knows that legally he has to make this admissible. Yeah, but he still is looking for an out. Grudgingly, he. He's he's trying to figure out a way, which is hence the one hour break. He's trying to get out of this. Yeah. So he's on her side. And then well, it cuts to what we were talking about in the in the cafeteria after, by the way, we still see a little more bonding with Bull and Skip the Turkey. Um, so his name is Skip now. Yeah. He's named the turkey. He's waddling around with it between his legs, which as an actor, that looked like a fun thing to do i guess if you if you're still like if if night court's a good environment then you have fun with scenes with turkey if you're showing up to a show where people have attitudes and are bitches and you go i gotta fucking work with a goddamn turkey dance with the fucking turkey right he's it's and it's also it's funny because with birds it's called imprinting Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah but it's done with small baby birds so but that's how you do it Exactly. You have the little bird and you walk over it so it learns to follow you. Oh, yeah. Right. Because in wildlife, that's what they do with their mom. Sure. That's Corn- how- Cornholio raised a, tur- a, tur- a chicken. I did. There you go. <laughs> I, Im- I imprinted a chicken. Did you eat it? No. Max style. We gave okay. it to a farm. They fed it to a dog. So then we go to the cafeteria, and that's what we're talking about. Is the same thing comes up a little more in depth about how what I do is important because it lets these important people get their get their shitty wives and their kids off of their chest. Oh yeah, but really quickly before they have that conversation, she has Danbury sat down with Billy, who got her a coffee, and she was like, you know, thanks. And Billy's like, I'm really sorry, like I haven't been able to do more. And Danbury goes, you did your best. That's all ex- All I expect from my girls. Oh, boy. Imprint- imprinting. She's and imprinting. Bill- yeah, there you go. Talking about imprinting. Absolutely. Skip You're totally right. So then Billy goes away. So again, the judge can improperly speak to a defendant by themselves. So that's, yeah. So now we're in the cafeteria. And yeah, she's going back into the PSA. I do a lot of talking is like a line she uses. She's the madam. Yeah. She's not still supposed to be on the hustle, by She's the way. Hooking? Yeah. She's not earning on her back anymore. So by the way, be- speaking of hooking, that one guy, we get we see him walking around in the back room, has a little bit, and he's still chomping on that HPV which gum. We get, which is about to pay off, because we... So, Harry, they talk about, like, again, we as we talked about again and again, she is her PSA for hooking. She helps people, important people, people under stress. People like this general, Air Force general. He showed up every week with the briefcase and a handcuff around his wrist. Oh, yeah, national. And all he could yeah. talk about was his bombers, his planes and his bombers and blah, 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 blah. That guy should be hung for treason now that I yes. think about it. He was Take revealing coach to a hooker? secrets. Yeah, this is a scandal. Didn't that actually uh, happen to the head of our like overseas military where he was like, <laughs> Telling all these secrets to his mistress, and she was a yeah, it was journalist. David Petraeus. Yeah, Petraeus. He betrayed us. <laughs> I should be craving. I should be you craving should be writing craving. that out. And speaking of, uh, so Harry, here's that Jenner's, you know, bombers. So he, bombers. He leaves with the to finish looking at the diary. 
And then we get our Mambo number five. Mambo number crave. <laughs> Mambo number K, which isn't a number. He, Mambo letter K. <laughs> he, uh, Craven slinks up from behind the newsstand and pops over, you know, lecherously sort of circling Danbury. And he, he is there to offer her the New York Herald wants to buy her story and serialize it. And he says, I don't usually pay for pay. Which is a funny insinuation. He's oh. talking about donuts. Donuts, yeah, of course. Insinuation, uh, insinuation. And then Danbury killed, like, they have this awesome back and forth. She goes, you're very lonely. <laughs> and Craven just goes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I loved it. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> just so simple. And he was so earnest with his yes, he fucking killed it. And he's like, yes. You know, like, you're like, you wouldn't, Craven is lonely. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he should, uh, he should be, there should be a Craven roommate episode. Craven needs a place to stay. Maybe, maybe there's a, later on, there's a, of of uh, unlikely friends episode. A perfect strangers, if you will. Someone needs a, a place to crash. <laughs> exactly. You can always count on Craven. He sleeps <sighs> in a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Craven's wearing the Nikes. <laughs> um, uh, so we yeah we touched on it the we find out about the general and the bombers, uh, and then I forget how we get. So it actually what happens is Harry says oh bombers bombers and bombers leaves and then we cut to the hallway and that's when bulls in printing. Oh uh, okay. Because there's a hooker in the hallway. Oh yeah. And the hooker is just like oh like what a cute little bird she goes I have a pet bat we keep the same hours <laughs> and has this annoying like that's a hairy and joke hairy joke honestly I was just like you know it's cute it's bull it's a cute hooker and and then he goes like I bull says something to the effect of like he's gonna be you know a Thanksgiving dinner yeah. or so or something and she goes oh poor little fuzzy buzzard bull goes oh I'll be okay yeah yeah that was funny that got a which I was just like that's a cute joke like it's not the naivete like it's not it's yeah. it's naivete it's not dumb no like. Yeah. So it's good. So then we cut back to court. So while this was happening, Harry has done oh, something. You missed a good, uh, just a night court universe gag. Uh, after the we the camera goes down the hallway, and Dan is talking oh, yeah. to Craven and another reporter, and they're trying to get oh the yes, juice. they're trying to get the juice from Dan about the diary, and he's you know being very Dan Fielding and talking about the letter of the law and the, you're going to out these people. And then the re- other reporter is like, what's your name again? And he's like, Dan Fielding. He's like, <laughs> the one who lost the city council race to a dead guy. He and goes, no, no, no. That was Dan Fielding. Excuse me. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a callback to like episode three. So yeah. it's like uh, fun. Number like one, it was a great callback, but number two, he didn't even pick another name. Yeah, I know. I just love he said his name again with gusto. No, it's Dan Fielding. I wish, like, because I was, you know, you would assume that he would say, no, that was Don Fielding or something like that that sounds like Dan, like, just to, oh, my gosh. But no, just going, no, that was Dan Fielding. I can't oh wait my. to meet his slobby brother, Don Fielding, who doesn't have a job <laughs> and hates capitalism. The liberal. Li- <laughs> lives with Craven. Oh my god, that's an improv group's name, the Don Fieldings. 
sir, served with Mac and will never be the same. By the way, Don Fielding, played by John Larroquette, has uh, not not Don Fielding. John Larroquette has a new show on network television now. With Bobby Moynihan. And some kid, yeah. It looks like the sitcomiest of sitcoms. We've talked about that. We were just like, that is surprising. Good to see Larry Ken on primetime, though. Oh, I, I'm not nothing again. I it's it, he's going to be hilarious no matter what. But I'm like, I'm can s- you not give me yet another white guy three generation sitcom? Right? I don't know what yeah. the spin is going to be, but it's like I I don't know. I uh, but but we'll have to watch an episode and talk about it. Yeah, I'm not necessarily down with that, but I do have, and I'm sorry if I've said this before, but time out, just Larroquette and primetime. If anybody has like Hulu, I don't even know if it would be on Hulu or whatever, but if you can download. Oh, you told me about this. Um, The bits of private practice in Boston legal with John Larroquette. It is some of the most horrifying yet hilarious stuff of primetime history. It's it's great. He plays this serial killer, homicidal maniac with a sense of humor and it it I can't do it justice because it sounds so hacky when I just said it in my description. It's absolutely not my my father hated those like Boston Legal and all of those like you know, procedural type of, you know, liberal shows or yeah. whatever. He he watched and taped those because, number one, he loves John Larroquette so much, but <laughs> he was so good. It was so fucking funny. That's so if dedication. anybody has access, watch watch those because I was for sure certain that Larroquette was back at that time. I'd be like, all right, he's going to get a show soon. I was going like, to say, you just made me long for like a Tarantino-esque reprisal of... Any of these characters of or actors, because yeah. you know they that as much shit as we give anybody, maybe not Billy, but like as much shit as we give anybody, you give the right part to Harry Anderson, and like oh, watch him flip it on his ear and play something dramatic, or and Lara Cat, or like you said, you can already do that, but you watch these guys fucking crush it. Speaking of Harry Anderson, like you know, it opened this weekend. Oh yeah, so of course, my job. Uh, they made like an edited supercut of the miniseries, so it's just like it's like that what we talked about on the Jerk Practice podcast, like that intro to a DVD that's thirty seconds long. Oh no! And it, so it kept was just playing. Like, it kept they watched the supercut like five times during my shift, but in it they had a little snippet, and it was like Harry Anderson was great. Oh, he See was Harry Anderson in it. Like, man's got chops. That but we we went. If you want to listen to this, go back and and find that episode of Jerk Practice. But because I watched it for the first time, like within the last year, and I loved it. And Harry Anderson's great, but it's like it's very much. And in my opinion, held up. There like scary parts, but it was very much like, oh yeah. Sometimes Stephen King doesn't always, or maybe for the most part, doesn't translate to the big screen. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Especially TV. I should say the silver screen. Is that TV? That's tough. That's tough to do. Mm. Good on him for making that work because it was it was huge. Uh, so, but Harry has that idea. He's got it. He runs out. It's yeah. the four star general. It cuts back to court, and Harry's like, uh, "I'm making it admissible." And Dan's like, "All right, hurry up." And he's like, 
the thing about diaries is there's been a long history of diaries and first Billy tries to get it thrown out. She's like, this is unacceptable. There's uh, attorney client privilege. There's pastor, uh, parishioner, uh, um, sanctity. And then Dan's like, I don't think there's any sanctity in the bimbo, bimby universe. Bimby, yeah. <laughs> so, but then Harry's still like, there's a history of diaries. There's been the diary of Anne Frank. Check out that on Jerk Practice YouTube, or don't. Uh, there's the diary of Roderick, uh, the goth. The Visgoth. Visgoth. The diary of Guadalcanal, and he's like stretching the diary of a teenage hitchhiker, to which Dan is like, that's the... Uh, yeah, Dan's getting upset because he's he sees he's rambling. And what is it? It's something else of a teenage hitch- goes, hitchhiker. It's... And it's portrait of a teenager. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is what? A book or a movie or something? <laughs> I think it sounds like a probably a sexy book if it has anything to do with Dan Fielding. Oh, yeah. Like Charles pa- the Adventures of Charles Pansram. <laughs> but sure enough, he's held off long enough because enter Roy Pritchard of Air Force Intelligence. And you find out the whole thing is uh, 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 old Harry pulled a pulled a Harry and realized that he can get out of this whole thing because technically this dirty four-star general revealing all these secrets and then it being written down in the diary actually poses a threat to national security. So this guy comes in, reads through it, and he says, I need to confiscate all the diaries. And boy, oh boy, isn't your boy Dan, brother of Don, feeling disappointed. <laughs> oh, God. He has such a little pouty face. Mm-hmm. It's it's like almost adorable, but it's also very petulant and annoying. But it, yeah, so he he's bummed. Um, but you know who's not bummed? Our cute little hooker from the opening scene. Yeah, or hey, we're not there yet. So he goes like, Dan, do you have anything? Like, does oh, yeah yeah you know does the prosecution have other evidence because the it doesn't throw out the case it just throws out the diary and he goes well just the boring stuff oh damn and he was like I submit it to the court but what the what I'm really getting at so he goes okay like that's been submitted we've reviewed that already goes to Billy and says and for the defense do you have anything else to add Billy. Looks at Harry and goes, you are terrific. Hated it. That made me mad. Hated it. (laughs) Hated it. Billy's got to (laughs) go. I want. (laughs) Such disdain. Billy, got to go. Please read this. You are terrific. You are terrific. Gag. Don't ever touch me. with. Oh, Oh, no. that's. But yeah, gag. Gag. Oh, like I it just, wasn't a good gag, but rather you're gagging? Yeah, I'm gagging. That's why I wrote in my notes. You oh. are terrific. Oh, Billy's gag. about to get a job gagging. That donut's going to be gagging. Like, oh. God. Gross. I didn't set this up. She put herself <laughs> in that position. That's true. But just Some the idea of a donut crying. gagging. Henning, can you animate that? Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, so, so, then, so then we got your girl. You're, you're apparently that you two are all fawning after. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really am. So basically, Harry goes with all the evidence that we do have that's admissible. It's a three month probation, a $500 fine. So she does get charged. It's yeah. 
not a huge deal. All the important information doesn't get exposed, but she still is found, quote unquote, guilty. But it's, you know, it's minor. Classic. Carla um, B it's, gets it's, a 50. Yeah. The madam uh, gets a 500. Yeah. So they te- Dan technically won, which means yeah. the, you know, the, the. What is she? The ex-hooker, Miss I guess. Clo- I think her name's like Klopek. Something Polish. Yeah, yeah, no, like yeah. Klovik or something. She, she technically got what she wanted. They yeah. got in trouble. So she's really ecstatic and she's like, oh my gosh, we won. And she kisses Dan on the cheek. A beautiful woman kisses Dan Fielding on the cheek. But he's not Don Fielding. He yeah. says, don't Holy ever touch Lord. me without a note he from goes, your doctor. So damn <laughs> Yeah, hurtful. that's the exact line. Don't ever touch me without a note from your doctor, which is funny. But I was like, damn, Dan. He, he, he only wants it the true blue American way. Yeah. It was crazy. By slipping a Mickey. <laughs> so then Danbury goes up to the I'm gonna, I'm saying pulpit all day. I'm sure yeah. that's not it. To the bench. The bench. Yeah, bench. And goes, you know, Harry, do I give you the five hundred dollars? She is oozing sex. And, and then he oozes oh, it right she, back. And he oozes it. He was just like, Oh, like kinda of, I, I forget the exact line, but it's basically like tables have turned, huh? That'd yeah. be a role reversal. Given his it? Money. And she looks at him, goes, I think you're worth it. And then she says, you know, Harry, if I'd met a guy like you so many years ago, I think my life would have turned out different. And then he's all, like we said, loony toony, drunk with love. He says, you know, uh, what did he say? Don't ever touch me. No, he says, yeah, mine too, because I was 14. He is gaga for... Donuts. Hornier. Yeah, it it's crazy. So she struts her stuff out, and he Harry is left looking longingly. And then there's you gonna leave me like this. It gets it gets muppety, but I yeah. love the bit. I love the bit. Casey, you take it away. Uh, and Craven slinks back in. Craven. So harry's at the bench with his elbow on the bench just, just kind of mooning yep. over her, and then right directly next to him you see his hands first oh yeah sneaks up and craven just pops up from behind the desk like i absolutely love it because he's got the face too he has that face of like i don't have the what craven line see? here though what is he what is he i don't have intimate? the line either i i just have slinky craven doesn't he yeah. like just come up and doesn't say anything? And Harry's just like, "Get out of here, Craven." I think so. He was just like, "Not, not, not now, Craven." Yeah, right. Not now. Something to that effect. Craven's and, lonely. And he, he doesn't have he a Thanksgiving right family down. to go to. It's like the slow elevator gag. Like yeah. he just goes right back down. Like doesn't get up and walk away. He Craven just is goes, Gonzo. It's yeah. yes. <laughs> And it's so good. Like I actually really like it. Um, and then we cut to Chambers and Hans's fabulous thanksgiving meal it's like the charlie brown thanksgiving meal it is they're having toast and popcorn and loose tea thin tea stuff they found around the court like it was just short of having like charleston chews and zagnut bars from the vending machine like on a tray banana brandy and candied oysters (laughs) so and then dan has a great because they're all like this is their like we were talking about their very meager work 
Thanksgiving, but they do have a giant bowl of bright red punch, and it's a punch bowl. It is. With the matching spoon ladle. You know, it could also, I just thought of it, it could also be just, like, maybe the cafeteria, because it's a couple days before Thanksgiving had, like, thematic stuff. Like, oh, there are these things, and they just kind of took a lot of different stuff from the cafeteria the to make their own little Thanksgiving. Trash? No. <laughs> just like little crackers and stuff. They were like, let's just have our little, like our, our own little Thanksgiving meal. I'll say it again. Don't defend these lack of planning Thanksgiving order a pizza. homeless. Yeah. Get get Chinese that Polish food, food again, or what did they order? Chinese Rusky food. food. That Rusky food, yeah. Right? Didn't uh, they? Or, what? Then, yeah, the the episode with Yakov. Um, um, then they're all just kind of like, you know, checking in. Dan has a great line, like, because they're like, Dan, how you feeling? Basically, right? And he's yeah. just, a filthy mind is a terrible thing to waste. It's <laughs> so good. But Dan, Still. yeah, Dan likes it clean, though. Yeah. On he the page. about it. He likes, he likes dirty stories and a clean bedroom. So go. then yeah. Matt comes in and realizes that there's one thing missing from Chambers. Two that things. That has been there. Two. Two. Two animals. That, Protein. Yeah. He said, he was like, where's the turkey? And Selma goes, Bull took Skippy to the roof. He wanted to set him free. And Ray Mac's Matt, like, no, turkeys can't fly. <laughs> His eyes just so you're thinking. No! So you're just like you're like, God damn it! Like the turkey's gonna end up dying anyway because bull is such a and, maroon. And they did a good job the way the shot was set up. Is you see him at the table and you, the window and the window's perfectly yeah. framed. I was waiting for oh. the old like oh, oh I was too. I really fall. was. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I thought we were, I just was like, oh, we're going to do a scene on the roof where we have a loving end to the Thanksgiving where he convinces Mac not to kill the turkey. I was too. And then the turkey dies of a heart attack. I was with Casey. I thought we were going to see it. And I I literally said, I think out loud when we were watching, I was like, are they really going to do that? Because Mac does it. And like, he's on the roof. He's going to set him free. And Mac just horrified, just goes, Paul's ass. Turkeys can't fly. And then, boom. And someone goes, I thought, I knew I forgot to tell him something. Oh, that was so So Mac races out of there like a bat out of hell. You see him go into the hallway. And then you see Selma slowly kind of go into the hallway. Make sure that Mac's gone. The coast is clear. Opens a door in the hallway. Bull a runs closet. out with <laughs> with the little imprinted turkey running below him and goes, Runnies, runnies, runnies. What does Which he say? Really Thank you. What does runnies, he say? R-U-N-N-I-E-S. We, had, we have closed captioning on. So he was saying runnies. What does that like, mean? Like we're running? No, basically like run, run, run. Like we got to go. But because runnies, it's, runnies, it's runnies. baby talk. I gotta watch so these with closed captioning. You're right. I was like, "What the? Fuck it's is so this good." So he's like, "Runnies, runnies, runnies!" Like, let's get out of here. To and, which they said, and, "Cut one take," because it doesn't. The turkey like stops, uh, and he has to. I was <laughs> just gonna say, like they they do a good job for a couple of feet, and then right at the you know that pause break before the end credits, I was just like, "Oh my god, he's gonna trip on that turkey." They must have, you know what? Because they could have paused it. Two they seconds did. earlier, they, but I guess they were just like that was that was fun. That's an inside thing. That's like when we like keep yeah. a little the, the jerk practice, I should say, as a sketch group leaves a little taste at the end of a video. 
of With just us like yeah. fucking around or being it's stupid. Yeah. It's fun. Little yeah, it ended treat. on it ended on that good note, like yeah. that beat, like. But yeah, so so that was the end of the episode. All right, that was it. I really let's gobble it. bang it, gobble, gobble bang it. All right, I, I I'm going seven. I I as well yeah. gave it a seven. I was gonna go. I'm going eight. Eight donuts. Eight donuts. Eight beauties. Eight's all a, I, I totally understand that. I was debating seven or eight. The last two episodes have been good. Yeah, I really back. liked them. These are really fun. Like the only reason this episode for me didn't give an eight because I think the humor and the pace is there for the eight. Yeah. But the only reason is that number one, like. I really was confused about the, like, we're really defending this brothel here. Like, they're yeah. hitting it hard and heavy that this is a, you know, a sellable character, which is fine. But I think my other thing that I didn't necessarily love um, is just the goddamn, again, the Harry and the woman. Yeah, I didn't. I like it wasn't the whole episode. When it, we hit that part at the end, I was like... For fuck's sake, can we just have another scene with the turkey? <laughs> right. Oh, we got, it's just Harry and his his bird. God, what's going to happen when Marky Post shows up? Like, it's just going to be mooning. Well, it may, you know what? It may go opposite. It may get better. Maybe. But that's, I, and you know, another thing that I really, I'm so sorry, Hans. I've interrupted okay. you like three times this podcast. Only three? No, more. <laughs> It's all right. I'm just over here sitting on my donut. What do you got to say? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, I, I would have been interested to see this exact episode with Liz, yeah, as the defense attorney, like a strong woman, because I do think that the madam would have been, I I would have been on their side a little bit more. Yeah. Had it been a more like this isn't anybody's fucking business approach and less of the Billy's starstruck by the madam. Right. It looked less like judicious and more just like she was fawning over the madam as opposed to actually like, no, right. I, I may not agree with what she's doing, but the letter of the law, like you can't take that and put it into evidence. Yeah. Yeah. I would have yeah. liked Liz's banter with her as like businesswoman to businesswoman. Sure. I got to say, I think, uh, at least in your world, Ash, uh, the greatest thing that ever happened to Liz is Billy. Because she looks like a goddamn shining star oh. compared to this <laughs> toilet tramp. She's the one that got away. But yeah. that's that's kind of the point. Like, I don't really specifically remember Marky Post's function when she comes in. And maybe she brings a little of, of both of what they had yeah. with the Lana, but what they had with the Liz, like maybe it's a little bit tougher. I will say, uh, I do like that. These two episodes are turning it around. And we all talked about the reason night court came back into our life is because this shitty comedy channel that you get for free in New York city called laugh L A F F plays night court but i make it a, a point not to watch night court but i have been watching roseanne like a motherfucker on that channel because it is yes depressing weird it is so so good roseanne is so good 
But get the anxiety. Uh, yeah, I get a. I, I certainly get a taste of it. But it's the fun. The the humor outweighs it. And this isn't going into the Roseanne. The issue is, they'll play a teaser every week for like that Night Court spin, and it's just like a teaser for Night Court. But they'll play a little piece of their flagship episode and i was like oh my god it's gonna get so good i'm not gonna get into specific bits other than they're starting to really play with the world of night court like in the future we have a such a one it reminds me of like when we're writing an arc of a show like we wrote this arc about like uh b squad level superheroes because i was like where can we take this instance where where can you take night court and it was the best because they're like the night court shifts gets the night court shift gets shifted to the daytime and it just yes. like cuts oh, and you God. got like dan coming in with sunglasses like <laughs> uh, it's yes. so good that's amazing so we just have awesome twists and turns so in our there. future oh We're yeah what I'm happens so when excited. your back card gets a little sunshine it's oh, so good. they're all gonna be like hungover yeah and it, a, yeah, not I, enough cocaine in New York City for these guys. It's taken every ounce of me not to tell you a cafeteria bit because it's so good. But I'm not gonna. We'll get there, baby. Fresh. It's gonna be fresh. All right. All right. All right. Two sevens and an eight. Two yeah. sevens and an eight. I don't know what that is in blackjack slots. I guess that's not a winner. Bust. But <laughs> busted. That's Thank a, you. That's a donut chandelier. Is that what is it is. A, it's, but we got good stuff. That just makes me one more thing. Not only do I want to revive one of the Night Court actors' career in a indie-style violent drama, I also want a Night Court-themed slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's bull. It looks like bull. It's the just in his chest? Dad. Yeah, it's in his chest because he's so big. You pull down his nightstick yeah. and it comes back up. Boom, boom. Or I don't know what. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I, obviously you play with the theme song. And then Mel Chorme goes, You got three Mel's. You're a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Four lunch, three lunch boxes. All right. The night is long and full of weirdos. And, and two dead female bailiffs. <laughs> Case number 21, she's old enough to drink, baby. Mac the Wolf, Brother Don, and the pimp craze of the 90s. Billy, get out of my office. What? Come on, turkey. <laughs> Craven, there's a funky laugh. Get Slink back down there, Gonzo. Cravezo. Um, what else? Uh, great... What do we got? Two two gobble bangs, two seven gobble bangs, and an eight. Woo, jackpot. Coming up. Coming up, bailiffs, baby. Uh, if you like the pod, 
Go back and check out some other episodes, you know, you can watch the shows and then come on back and check out what we had to say about them. We also have our main podcast, which you might have heard throughout the episode. It's called Jerk Practice. You can check us out at, uh, on Facebook at Jerk Practice Pod. We also have a blog at jerkpractice.com. You can see plenty of our videos that we talked about and uh, maybe, you'll, uh, you'll, maybe you'll dig the mother pod, if you will. We always love it if you subscribe to them, if you rate them, if you review them. Write a two-word review. It's good. And it is, you know what, I don't know if that's helpful. Is that even, We want, they tell us to say that because it helps pe- bring listeners. And of course we want new listeners because we love uh, having a community to discuss Night Court and all things comedy. But who wants... Does anybody go to the review and read it's good or is it just some sort of uh, like program or algorithm that just shows there's reviews? So is that is that fair? I don't know. Write a review. If you like it, write a real review. That's still don't go crazy. Do live your life. But maybe write one sentence. I enjoyed uh, have a good night court because I love Mac. I dislike Bull. I miss Selma. Yada 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 yada. <laughs> um, I wish I wish I wish I'd ended like twenty five seconds ago. But so do you, Night Court. Well, yes, my establishment is really just a gathering place for lonely gentlemen, out of town visitors who merely wish to relax and have a pleasant conversation with a friendly face. Sounds like the USO. <laughs> we have better donuts. <laughs> I bet.